0: Our ministry up there, I'm pretty sure that uh, uh, the man says, Oh, ministry, he does this and that. But the ladies are very inquired <laughs> of trying to find and figure out why did he come? Why did he want to share with me? And so I want you to thank the good Lord that uh, my wife is on the trip with me. Our oldest granddaughter is with us as well. and uh, You'll see them after the morning service. Um, We've been kind of stuck a little bit. And you say, why? Uh, Because of the disease has had almost two years about. But we want to thank you for sending up Nathan and the gang and uh, serving along with us. They were the only one that came uh, this year. We usually have five or six groups that would come up and serve along with us. Go out with Nathan and the gang, and we went all over Rochester. That's why their tongue was hanging out, but uh, it worked very well. But uh, mainly visiting the people that God has given to us to serve there, calling on the phone, knocking on the door, not going inside uh, in their home because of what we would think that would happen to us. But it was a good summer. It's a new way in which to serve the Lord in a mighty way. So that's what God has been doing, and God will continue to do it. But we ask you to do one special thing. Keep on praying for us that we will do the will of the living God. Let's, uh, Let's get to what I would like to share with you. You know about this bowl of soup or something, whatever you call it. I thought it was going bowling in the church. <laughs> um, but uh, they said, no, no, that's not what it is all about, Marvin. It's talking about soup, bread, and dessert. That's the menu, right? All right. Stay with me now. <laughs> but God wants us to be able to do his will. And I believe that as the years keep on coming along the way, the of is getting very low of what we can do. And I believe that the church needs to spring out and come alive again. And I'm part of the church, so I need to spring out as well. But then the church needs to be taught something that we were taught long ago, or shortly, that we need to be able to give out what the Lord is saying. Not what man is saying, what God is saying. Because I think that we're starting to misbehave as a body in general. Because it tells us first that he says to you and to me in verse 25 to a lot of portion of chapter 4. He says, therefore, put away lying. You're acting like the world. I'm acting like the world when I start lying to each other and to the world. He goes on and he says to you and to me, let us each of us speak the truth to our neighbor. See, it's not talking about drugs that we're I get involved with. It's not talking about pros- prostitution. It's not talking about babies dying for no reason. He's talking about you and I, what we and truly need to do. We need to stop lying to each other. We need to be honest and loving and kind and gracious. If we don't do that, then the world will not see Jesus in our lives. It'll get smoother, but we need to hear the hard things that God has in store for us that we need to stop doing. He goes on and he says, let, us, let him who stole steal no longer. You say, well, I don't steal. (laughs) Yes, you do. When God gives you and me an opportunity to share the gospel and we say nothing to stand up for the gospel, we're stealing. They need to know. They need to come. They need to hear the word of God, not only here in our worship time. Everybody is all right in our worship time. But when we go out these doors, Are we us worshiping God not to steal when you and I run into situations that we find out there in the world? You say, well, I'm too old. Well, I tell you what, I'm too old too, but I still want to get in there. I like a fight. (laughs) I like to get into it. Young or old, you and I have a responsibility to the Lord to serve him. Not only the people that love you, but the people that hate you because of Christ Jesus. God will give you and I an opportunity to be able to go in there and share the good news. He goes on and he says to you and to me, let no corrupt words proceed out of your mouth. But what is good is necessary to edify. We had a little church down in Coney Island, Brooklyn, New York. And the thing was, when we have a board meeting, or when we have an annual meeting, our theme was no corrupt speaking about each other. Well, you said that. Oh, Marvin, <laughs> as the family called me, the sergeant. <laughs> Marvin, you have no right to say. Th- yes, I do. No corrupt words need to come out of my love, out of my mouth. But do it God's way. And then he says, uh, "Grieve not the Holy Spirit." How do we grieve the Holy Spirit? How do you or me, when I'm not in one accord with my brothers and sisters in the Lord, when I'm not having that fellowship with them, when I'm not going when they're sick, not going when they're in the hospital, not fixing them a meal when they had a fire in their homes, we grieve the Holy Spirit, part of the Godhead, God doesn't want us to do that. He says he wants you and I to clear up all of the things that we have done through the day with our brothers and sisters in the Lord. He wants us to clear that out. In a couple of minutes, I'll show you why. Goes on and he says to you and to me, also let bitterness and wrath, anger, clamor, evil speaking, now to be put away with. When we do these things, we're acting just like the world. Amen? I don't hear too much amen about that one. <laughs> amen? amen? All right. We're acting just like the world, who God has brought us out of the, out of the sinful world and placed us in his righteousness. We made you on the minor things. Oh, this person is is a drug addict. Oh, this person is an alcohol. But what is God telling you and me? What we need to stop doing. He goes on and he says to us also, this is the answer that I need for you to know. But before I give you the answers of the correct way of how we're supposed to be, Listen to these words in chapter 5. Awake you who sleep and arise from the dead. So something has to be going on in your life and in my life. We need to wake from our sleep. This is what the church is going down. They're sleeping. We're sleeping. And God doesn't want us to start to sleep anymore. He wants us to rise up. And so he says to us in that portion of scripture also and Christ will give you light. Christ wants to give us light. He Doesn't want us to give us darkness. Because we can't see where we're going when we're in darkness. Christ wants to work and move in a special way in your life and in my life. And so he says to you and to me, this is what you have to do. You want the light to shine on, the light of the world, the Lord Jesus Christ? He says then, therefore, be imitators of God as dear children. Walk in love as Christ also loved us and gave himself for us, an offering and a sacrifice to God for a sweet." smelling almond or, you know. People ask me, what cologne you wear? <laughs> I said, just the soap and the water. Just <laughs> the soap and the water. That's how it makes me uh, smell good. <laughs> that's what God wants you and I to do, not only to each other. That's what he wants us to do. He wants us to be imitators. How can the world know how God is when it's not working through our lives? He says, I want to be you to be sweet, show the world that you're an imitator. When you go to work, when you're in school, when you're playing in the, I call this the boondocks because I'm from the city, you know, that's how it goes. but." He showed, he wants to show us. He gives us opportunity. That's why we have to be imitators. God has taken you out of darkness, taken me out of darkness, walking in darkness, doing the same thing as the world would do. As the scripture already told you and me, what we do when we don't have Christ working in our lives. And so he says, I want you to be imitators. We will have a revival if we're imitators of the living God. We will see a revival if we are doing what God wants us to do. He commands us, but he also asks us, are you willing to do that? And we walk away and and we say, well, that was an opportunity, but I lost it. Every opportunity that God gives you Or give me, we need to be an imitator of the living God. You say, well, I'm too old for that. No, you're not. As long as you have life in your body, press on to the high calling that God has called you to do. He has you here for a purpose. He didn't save you and then He took you to the glory land. But He saves us so we can be instrument used. By him. So that's why we need to be imitators of the living God. And then he also says uh, to us, he wants us to walk in the light. Are we walking in the light? He says to us, for you were once darkness. But now, you are light in the Lord Jesus. Walk as children of the light. Tomorrow, my granddaughter and her brothers and little sister, I praise God that they know the Lord Jesus. They have to walk in the light. This old guy have to walk in the light. And my brothers and sisters in the Lord here have to walk in the light. The reflection of Jesus comes to us to walk in the light. Our son, Paul, says, well, they're doing it they're doing it that way at their house down the street. I said, well, no, this is our house, and we're going to do it the way God wants us to do it. We want to walk in the light. So I want to remind you, if we want to be children of the living God, we must walk in the light day in and day out. I don't know if you're wondering why I came with a bowl of soup that it doesn't (laughs) taste too good, but sometimes you need that first so you can realize where the soup is really good. And the soup in the Lord Jesus is always good. Amen? Amen. Oh, boy. Still got you awake. (laughs) He goes on and he says to you and to me, see then that you walk circumspectly, not as fools, but as wise, redeeming the time. What are we doing now? Are we wasting it? You ever been, you see on TV that people are losing property and other things, and some people drown. But we must be in in tune with them. They said, I lost everything. I lost all of the pictures that I wanted to have. I lost all of the special things in my life. But you and I should say, we haven't lost the greatest one. Amen? Amen? The greatest one is the Lord Jesus. And we've been hearing about these days, about people dying and all, but they have entrusted their life to the Christ. And he says, I go to prepare a place for you. And if I go to prepare a place for you, I will come again for you. They're better off than we are. No more sickness, no more dying. They're in the presence of the living God. Yes, God says you have to have some feelings there, losing that loved one that you love so much. But remember, you will see him whenever, (laughs) I should say. he says comfort one another he says also i'll give you the peace that you need to walk through this heaviness he says i'll never leave you nor forsake you i will encourage you i will be there you find no better person that can do that for your life and for my life god wants us to say "God." you have me in your hands. And I'm going to trust you for every single point of my life. And I want my life to change around because I want to see the day that I go to be with him forever. Yes, God sees the sadness in your heart, but he comes along and he gives us comfort and he gives us peace. You will see the ones that have been here, knowing Christ Jesus as their personal Savior in the glory land. You know, when you go to a funeral, two things happen there. I'm going where people screaming all over the place, falling all over the place. And then I have seen my beloved brothers and sisters in the Lord. They do shed tears. Their hearts are broken. But they don't, they don't uh, do what I've seen with the non-Christians. My theory is, this is my personal theory, is they forgot to say something to that person before they went to, be, to die. They feel sad, sorrowful. They don't know what to say but the gracious Lord gives us the words to say. That's what God wants you and I to do. Stop sleeping. But wake up. That's how Lord will continue to work in our lives. One of my prayers is just about every day, Lord, take my mind, soul, and spirit, what I speak, and do exactly what you want to do. He paid a heavy price for us. There's no one in this world or world to come that was able to take away our sins because of his righteousness and his purity has come to us. My brothers and sisters, God says you and I must keep an order to love one another, not to lie, not to be bitter. Don't carry that bitterness to the grave. <laughs> but God wants you to put your arms on one, the one that you've been um, taking advantage of or hating. He wouldn't have put it in the scripture to the, to the believers. See, that portion of Ephesians is to a believers. We've got to get that back in order. He wants the light to shine. Shine in our lives. That's how people come to know Christ as their Savior. They look in your life, in your life, in my life. And then he, they look in our lives to see how much we are connected together. So do we want the light to shine in our lives, that we work as a fellowship together? Or do we want it to be split like that? <laughs> I'll tell you another personal story. I didn't hit our kids with my hands. So I had the newspaper. <laughs> and my little, little one, Maria, uh, she's not little anymore. She, she's a boss lady. But uh, she would say, I would spank her, and, you know, she cried and all like that, and then I hugged her again and all like that. But she said one day to me, Daddy, who spanks you? (laughs) So I said, well, uh, the Lord does, yeah. She said, oh. She just shook her head like that and said, must be good. (laughs) But don't get spanked by God. Come to the light. Love each other. That's why God has this. uh, You're part of the church of the living God. Not the building, but you. God wants us to love each other, to show the world that we don't need to be bitter. We don't need to be unkind. We don't need to say the wrong thing to each other. If we do, then we're in trouble, not with a, with each other only, but with our Heavenly Father. God wants you and I to grow deeper in the things of the Lord. So he asks us three things. Walk in love, walk in the light, walk in wisdom. If you and I can do that this week, walk in love with our brothers and sisters, and also walk in the light that God's shines his light through our lives, and walk in wisdom, which we have that much. I don't care if you have a Ph.D., you have that much (laughs) of wisdom, but God has it all.